The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. The holiday shopping season is here, so it's time for Bubble Genius's Can't Catch Me Gingerbread Man Soap. It's a big-ass soap sculpture shaped like a gingerbread man that you can enjoy without it going right to your thighs. Unless, of course, you're washing your thighs. Scented with a yumalicious gingerbread fragrance, all the decorations are soap, too. And at almost five ounces, it should last you a good long time. Only $7 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll save 15% off your entire holiday order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yellowstone, established through an act signed by Ulysses S. Grant, was the nation's first national park, March 1st, 1872. It's getting late, sir. I was wondering, are we through for the evening? Well, we're through with work, Josh, but this part's fun. I'm a national park buff, Josh. I'm sorry, sir. I say I'm a national park buff. I'll bet you didn't know that about me. Well, I, I, I didn't know that about you, sir, but I'm certainly not surprised. Why is that? You're quite a nerd, Mr. President. Really? Yes, sir. Is it nerd-like to know that Everglades National Park is the largest remaining subtropical wilderness in the continental United States and has extensive mangrove forests? Just a little bit, yes. There are 54 national parks in this country, Josh. Please tell me you haven't been to all of them. I have been to all of them. I should show you my slide collection. Oh, would you? Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, Badlands, Capitol Reef, Acadia, which is so often overlooked. You should certainly feel free to keep talking, but I need to go home so that I can be back in my office in four hours. Dry Tortugas, Petrified Forest, North Cascades, Joshua Tree, Shenandoah National Park, right here in Virginia. We should organize a staff field trip to Shenandoah. I could even act as the guide. What do you think? Good a place as any to dump your body. What was that? Bob Seska. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. The Bob Seska Show. Everybody. Oh, hi. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Bob. Hello. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday, December 5, 2017, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and we're brought to you by the only soap you should be buying at the holidays. It's BubbleGenius.com. Oh, oh my God. We're also brought to you by Blue Apron today. I love Blue Apron. You know, it's been getting... Uh, Close to the end of the year, so I was thinking back about my favorite Blue Apron menu item of 2017, and this comes along with a really stupid story. All right, it's got to be. Here's my favorite. This is actually a last month's menu item: the cheesy broccoli baked pasta with crispy thyme breadcrumbs. Oh my god! Uh, you know, it's actually funny. I prepared this and I ate it like a Viking. I, just, I couldn't stop shoving it into my mouth. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but when you're enjoying a meal that is just exceptional and you can't get enough of it and you're really hungry and all the things, all the planets are aligned to enjoy that uh, that excellent meal. And this, of course, it's got pasta, it's got cheese, it's got breadcrumbs, it's got all of my three favorite carb food groups. And uh, 
I did that dumb thing where I'm eating and I I bite right into the the damn fork. You know where you just you're taking a big bite and you bite the end of the fork and it and it kills your teeth and uh, but but I I kept eating. I was like, "Ow, my teeth hurt, but this is so good." <laughs> it's hard to say what I like best about Blue Apron. I like that instead of burgers for dinner, I might have Short rib burgers with a hoppy cheddar sauce on a pretzel bun. Oh, my God. There's nothing better than a pretzel bun. I like the variety at Blue Apron, the 12 brand new recipes every single week right to my door. They're professional chefs, put a lot of care into these menus. And I like that Blue Apron makes cooking fun, unless you bite into the fork, which is just a a nightmare. Go to blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Check out the menus and get get $30 off your first meal with free shipping. Can't wait to try the chili butter steaks with potatoes and lemon parmesan broccoli, creamy tomato pasta with mushrooms and collard greens, big tilapia and creamy kale with frigola sarda pasta, and and sheet pan roasted pork with fall vegetables and creamy maple mustard. It's a great feeling to make incredible affordable meals at home when the food and recipes come from Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, without any further ado. <laughs> Joining us from the home office in Telequa, Indiana. Calling Buzz the Galaxy's greatest hero. Skilled, courageous, and ever vigilant. <laughs> Leaping into action, Buzz hurtles to the rescue. Mm-hmm. His ongoing mission to protect the universe from the dark forces of evil. These are the adventures of Buzz of Star Command. Yes, indeed. How are you, my friend? Thank you. Thank you, Bob. I'm well. Thank you. And you, I hope, are well as well. I'm doing well, and my teeth have uh, fortunately healed <laughs> from uh, from my uh, my Blue Apron meal last month. That's a true story, and I'm not uh, I'm not proud of what I did. Yeah, they make uh, cooking fun, but uh, you eat at your own peril. That's uh, you know, <laughs> That's and, and, right. and clearly uh, that was the case uh, when you bit your fork. Uh, I, I, man, I want to say uh, first of all, I guess we're out of time, and thanks for joining us. <laughs> Uh, but, I know, I know, but, but, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I, I want to say you always choose exactly the right clips, audio clips to open this show with. Oh, and, you. uh, the two today were perfect. Uh, and, and especially from the West wing, I actually was laughing out loud, mouth wide open, <laughs> cackling, <laughs> laughing out loud, uh, at, at some of the lines, some of the dialogue and their delivery in that, in that scene from West wing. And I, I don't know if you've heard or not. I have all the showbiz dirt. Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about bringing back West wing, a reboot of West wing. Oh, that'd be I great. Don't, I, I don't know who the, what the cast would be exactly, but I know that, uh, Aaron Sorkin has expressed interest in Sterling K Brown, uh, you know, from, uh, from this is us, uh, the big hit. And also, oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, the O.J. Simpson uh, miniseries, which was far more amazing than I expected it would be. Uh, he played Chris Darden in that. Uh, amazing actor. And uh, uh, Aaron Sorkin's expressed interest in having Sterling K. Brown as part of that reboot. And Sterling K. Brown has answered he would be honored to do so. So uh, we may have some more Aaron Sorkin dialogue to look forward to. So it sounds like they're doing uh, maybe a whole new cast. They're putting together Probably. a different a new cast for the show. Or they, maybe they're going to bring back some of the old cast. I imagine there's going to be some sort of transition. Whatever it is, if it's Aaron Sorkin, I'm I'm there. If, as know. long as they can get the Johnny Galactic to come back then we're gonna be fine <laughs> yeah i mean as far as writers go aaron sorkin's the guy i want to be when i grow up so uh all right lots yeah, of lots to talk about obviously today it is the uh, trump trump crisis day 320 it's been 66 days since the republicans allowed the chip program to expire leaving 8.9 million kids without health care they're nice people Huge. 
Breaking right now, this is a pretty big deal. Russia has been banned from the 2018 Winter Olympics in South yeah. Korea. The International Olympic Committee has uh, has banned Russia for doping. Russia's Olympic uh, team has been barred from the 2018 Winter Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea. The country's government officials are forbidden to attend. Its flag will not be displayed at the opening ceremony, and right. its anthem will not sound. Right. Any athletes from Russia who receive special dispensation to compete will do so as individuals wearing a neutral uniform. That's an interesting little uh, uh, sort of loophole that they can use. And that's actually not too bad for the athletes themselves who, you know, in cases like this, you feel really bad for them after preparing at least the clean ones. (laughs) Well, and and, and Putin's been talking off and on about boycotting these games anyway. And uh, he's certainly expected to announce such a thing uh, now that uh, they've been banned this mm. again and as i just wrote in my account of it for for my newscast this week yes is that uh this is another thing you can add to your list of things that never happened before until 2017 that's right uh, and and we see them almost every day don't we now and and uh, maybe we become a bit uh numb to it i, I can certainly understand that but this is another one of those things that has just never happened before. This is huge. And it was because of systemic doping. This was government-backed, widespread doping. It was part of a government campaign to win the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And that's just, this is why this punishment is so severe. Yeah, my first thought, of course, went right to Donald Trump. And I'm wondering how Donald Trump is going to respond to his overlords at the Kremlin. I'm just wondering if maybe Trump uh, starts tweeting about this at some point in defense of Russia. Or, I mean, there's always the outside chance. The, and and again, we can never discount anything. We can never underestimate Trump's reaction to anything. And there's always a chance that Trump will say, if Russia doesn't go, America doesn't go. <laughs> I can't imagine him saying that, but there are well, so many things. There are so many things we couldn't imagine before that we're forced to imagine now. Right. Right. And it's, you know, it's just a matter of Russia or, or Trump mm-hmm. flacking for his... Uh, <laughs> for his, his, his overlords buddy. yeah for his yes, buddy man. that's right so we'll wait and see what happens there but that, as far as russia goes it, it probably not going to be that big a deal as far as the overall competitiveness of the uh of the games russia has of course been uh, one of the leaders in the olympic games and and one of the big uh, medal winners but right you know the, i mean it's the it's the win it's the winter games it's what can i say about the winter games? <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows the winter games are sort of the lesser than Olympic yeah, games. And, and and who wouldn't want to be in Pyongyang right about now? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, I want to go. By all means, let's travel to a, a tourist-packed area of South Korea where there are Olympic athletes from around the world, spectators from around the world. What could possibly go wrong in that scenario? Welcome, welcome to Olympic Village where Pyongyang once stood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. All right. Um, okay, so the really, the really big news today is uh, uh, Mueller has uh, subpoenaed Trump's bank records from Deutsche Bank. Now, we remember yeah. this is uh, gigantic, just uh, mm-hmm. the big, probably the biggest news of the day, perhaps maybe the biggest news of the week, because right. now we're in that scenario buzz where Mueller could be going after, or Mueller is actually going after Trump's finances, and that is the red line that mm-hmm. he said must not be crossed. The idea of Trump firing Mueller is is in a counterintuitive way 
is one that I would kind of like to see. And it's not that I'm necessarily saying, oh, yeah, uh, Trump should fire Mueller. I don't think that at all, obviously. But if Trump fires Mueller, that is actually the red line that I don't think the Republicans will allow to be crossed. I think that is where the Republicans move down the road toward removing uh, uh, Donald Trump from office. I think that is the red line for them. You could um, be right about that. You know, as as I and others had said all along, uh, the, the closer we get to closing in on Trump, the, the more frenetic and, and nuttier uh, he will get and the more rapidly things will come. And we've certainly seen that in this past week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I hate to see the Mueller investigation disrupted, but as I've assured you and other people on this show before, uh, all of that material doesn't just disappear. All the evidence gathered, uh, the interviews, the notes, none of that goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets transferred, and there's been the discussion already among lawmakers about uh, if Mueller gets fired over there, we'll hire him over here yep. uh, and, and just have him continue his work from there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regard, but it, and it certainly obviously turns up the heat on Trump uh, from every angle, and as you suggested, possibly even from within his own Republican Party, although things are going well for them. They got their, they're getting their tax cut. They, it looks like they're going to get Roy Moore into the Senate. All oh, things are going great for the, but between between robbing from the poor to give to the rich mm. and uh, uh, ushering uh, a, a child molester into the United States Senate, uh, this is the new Republican Party. This is Trump's Republican Party, and they're either going to have to own that. The rest of the the party is either going to have to own that, or or they're going to have to draw a line at some point. It, it will even this, Bob, be enough uh, of a point, uh, a red line for Congress? Uh, going back to what I was originally saying, I'm kind of interested to see how the investigation moves with Robert Mueller and his team of untouchables working for Congress rather than the Department of Justice, where Donald Trump does have the ability to meddle with that investigation. And we're seeing some hints in terms of what Donald Trump could be doing via an article in The Intercept, which we'll get to here in, in just a few seconds. But this is the uh, this is the big red line for Trump. Don't yeah. don't fuck with my personal finances, and that exa- right. is exactly what Mueller and- is doing. And as we know, Trump owes Deutsche Bank three hundred million dollars right in loans right. and that this is, is a bank this is a bank notorious for laundering uh russian money that's yes that's, you know they're under investigation for that and have been for quite some time uh so that that makes uh, this all the more suspicious uh it's yeah it's it's getting it's getting really it's really heating up now it's really getting interesting and um muller is uh, as far along as we would hope that he would be at this point, and perhaps more so. Again, I mean, Trump has got to be sitting there, crapping his big boy pants, wondering, well, this can't be true. Ty Cobb said it would be over by the end of the holidays. What's going uh, on here? Uh, it seems like they're escalating. It seems like they're moving into yeah. whole new areas of investigation, that, which involves money been, laundering and all that yeah, fun stuff, right? That that might have been the part Trump was right about. Maybe it will be over by the end of the year. Remember, we were last week we were talking about yeah. Olbermann certainly thought so, and, yeah. and, and, and maybe Ty Cobb thinks so, too. Uh, but maybe for the wrong reasons. It 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 maybe because the investigation is moving so far so fast. Oh, I'm sure aspects of it will go on well <laughs> into 2018. But 
we we may have some pretty solid stuff by the end of the year. Yeah, and we're starting to see too uh, the fact that uh, Trump might be taking those crazy erratic actions that we've been Mm -hmm. talking about as this investigation gets closer and closer to him and his family. Now, remember that Jared Kushner's firm took out a $285 million loan from Deutsche Bank just before Election Day for some Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Trump's relationship with Deutsche Bank, this is from the Bloomberg article, Trump's relationship with Deutsche Bank stretches back some two decades and the roughly $300 million he owed to the bank represented nearly half of his outstanding debt, according to a July 2016 analysis by Bloomberg. That figure includes a $170 million loan Trump took out to finish a hotel in Washington. Mm -hmm. He also took out, uh, he has two mortgages against his Trump National Doral Miami Resort and a loan against his tower in Chicago. <laughs> I'm wondering what these lo- why why he took out these loans. That's what I'm curious uh, about. Are they additional like, investments or are they to No, it's it's part of his whole pyramid scheme of real estate. <laughs> okay, and, that makes and, sense. And, uh, this this is why did he go to Deutsche Bank? <laughs> he went to Deutsche Bank because no the New yeah. York banks, no other bank in New York would lend him money anymore because <laughs> right. he borrowed millions, tens of millions and didn't wouldn't pay it back and yep. got out of paying it back. And so no American bank in New York would lend him money, but this German bank, Deutsche Bank, uh said sure, yeah, because I you know, and that's again <laughs> raises the suspicion there's something fishy going on here, but they yeah. were happy to to for Donald Trump and his family to be indebted to them. And uh, so they, they lent money freely. Uh, and, and uh, you know, so that's that's how they got connected. But uh, this is further proof. The reason Trump lost all that money as the mortgages and, and the, the all these debts is because he isn't a successful businessman. No. And never has been. And New York banks figured that out a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really good at licensing his name out. That's about the extent of it. And the only reason he's still a commodity in in a popular sense, I guess, right. prior to becoming president, of course, is because he was on a hit television show for 12 years. Thanks, NBC. And, and that's the, the extent of it. It's really, it has very little to do. I mean, the last serious uh, uh, escapade that he had in real estate was a goddamn fiasco in it. Atlantic City, right. where right. he lost all kinds of money, and that's that's why he is where he is with all of this Russian money and potential money laundering and and all of it. That's what they that's what they really got him right there, and and I think he knows it. And I just really like to imagine that he's crapping his pants right now. It's just like over the weekend. What did we hear uh, yeah. last week that he was just he flew into a rage the other morning where he threw a, yes. a, a coffee pot or something. <laughs> I don't know what he ended up hitting or who he ended up hitting with that coffee yeah. uh, coffee pot. But reading experts from Corey Lewandowski's book. Uh, oh, Trump, yeah. uh, you, you certainly see the rage and the swearing and the threatening and. And a description that uh, to be in a room, that even uh, strong, grown adults wither at the uh, beatdowns that Trump delivers verbally. Yeah, uh, and and apparently he's just uh, beyond brutal. It, the the immortal human couldn't withstand it. He's, <laughs> he's pretty pretty nasty. You know, like eh, let's say you, how you'd react if you say met Satan. You know, I mean it would be, it would be that sort of fear. 
that he uh, tries at least to impart in people. Some people have gotten past it. They're thinking in their heads, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, uh, you know, and others are are truly intimidated by it. I think they all take it seriously. I passed over something, uh, a point you, you were making very well uh, earlier, and that is uh, about uh, closing in on Trump's finances. Mueller mm-hmm. doing this now. Yeah. And he has, he has Trump's bank records. He has the Deutsche Bank records. Uh, he, he has... Trump's personal finances. And as you said, that was Trump's uh, line. But isn't it funny, really, that uh, since that threat from Trump about uh, that about that red line, that warning about that red line, they've uh, that Mueller's investigation has reached into the White House. Mm-hmm. It's reached into Trump's family. Yeah. And there's been no response. But let Mueller get into Trump's finances. <laughs> you oh, see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. That was that was like third on the list. That was, you know, he didn't mention his family or the White House when he was talking about where he'd draw the line. He mentioned only his finances. Only that would set him off. Come after my family. Come after the White House. But, but uh, ooh, stay away from my bank account. Well, it's too late. He's in now. And you're right. He's got to be crapping his pants over. Right. And it's, of course, the dumbest thing in the world. Sure. I mean, if they're looking at every rule in the rule book and going, uh-huh. ah, fuck that. Screw that. We don't need that rule. We don't need this rule. What's that rule about not talking about investigations that are ongoing? Ah, screw that rule, too. It's, it's so hard to tell what the strategy is yeah. there. It's almost like, uh, should we do the opposite of what we think we should do? <laughs> Because, because, and, and it's just as I've said here before, and that is, they're not just criminals. Yeah. They're stupid criminals. <laughs> they're they, stupid they, criminals. they are dumb. They're just, they're not good at it. Yeah, I mean, it's just the whole thing that you were just talking about, Buzz. Yeah. Don't, don't look at my finances. Don't look over there. Absolutely do not look over there. Oh, sure. What do you, of course, the response to that is, what the hell are you hiding? And, right, and it's right. the obvious response, and the, 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 one dumb thing after another. And you know what? It's not just Trump; it's the Republicans too. It, oh yeah, I mean yeah. they couldn't. The congressional Republicans they couldn't make their their nefarious plans more obvious. They couldn't screw up more often, as far as I'm concerned. And and it's just it's like the Trump erratic, uh, mm-hmm, ill-conceived mm-hmm. poison is spreading throughout the Republican uh, uh, machine uh, emanating well, from the Oval Office on I, into Congress. Let's all be stupid now. I, I, I think, I you know, look, like I said before, and others have said it too, uh, Trump's role in this, whether it's by design or convenience, his role in this is to create a circus. Yeah. And while we're paying attention to that circus and asking questions and getting uh, getting our questions answered with more questions, uh, Congress is over there doing what they've been wanting to do for years, mm-hmm. for decades. Uh, and now that they have the House and the Senate and uh, a guy in the White House who will, for example, in the case of the tax bill, say, hey, just send me something, I'll sign whatever you send. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he. You know, when you when you've got that sort of control of government, this is their chance to get away with stuff. And so you're right. The net result of this will be they will like lemmings follow him over the cliff. Right. But you would think the smart thing to do would be to get rid of the clown dictator, uh, mm. elevate Mike Pence, uh, eliminate no. all of this happy crappy that's happening in the margins with all of Trump's insanity and just move straight forward with a conservative agenda with Mike Pence signing all the legislation. It seems to me as if that would be the obvious way to go. Then again, 
I I tend to be hopeful about Trump eventually being removed from office. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shoehorn that into any scenario. So maybe that's just my bias, or maybe maybe they're just all being stupid because if everyone's stupid, okay. then nobody is stupid. You see what I mean? If they're <laughs> oh, I I think it's safe to say they're all stupid. Listen. <laughs> Uh, you know, I and and I've I've said this to many people who who say, well, then Pence will be vice president. Well, right. no, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't know that Pence will become vice president because from where I'm sitting, Pence is every bit as implicated in this. Yeah, maybe even more so than Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that Mueller is looking at this. We haven't heard about it yet, but how can he not, based on what we know? How can we he not, based on what we now know, are repeated public lies by Pence mm -hmm. about what he knew about Mike Flynn, and and uh, so I, I think Pence is going down. I really do. I think he goes down with the rest of them, and they're going to need a bus or a couple of buses <laughs> uh, to to haul them all out of there. Yeah, uh, unless they you know do Uber and go one at a time. But uh, they you know they, he's he's one of the people on on their way out. I'm certain of it. I think. If the presidency goes to anybody, I think it'll be Paul Ryan, and our lives will still suck. But at least, at least the guy in charge uh, won't be uh, maniacally insane. Won't be yeah. this comic book villain that I think both either Trump and Pence fit those roles. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be a relief just not to have Trump screaming in our face every day, which is how and I feel. I mean, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, I woke up yesterday morning just in a completely horrible, horrible mood because the first thing, <laughs> the first thing my eyeballs saw other than, uh -huh. you know, my feet sticking out from under the covers at the end of the bed was right. Donald Trump's tweet storm from yesterday yeah. about whatever the fuck he was talking about. And it just Everything. set me off. It was just like Donald Trump was standing over me like a drill sergeant sergeant trying to mm -hmm. wake me up with his insanity that's what it felt like get it, out of my bedroom <laughs> exactly right get the hell out of my bedroom and oh by the way the fbi is fake news and just like one <laughs> thing after another and so it just i was just in a sour horrible mood all yeah, day because, right. yeah. and it's just the cumulative effect of, of day mm -hmm. in and day out this guy's face being the centerpiece of every goddamn news story but you're talking about mike pence and you know, I don't even know that Mike Pence will make it to the point of being removed from office, given today's story in The Atlantic. The, the tennis ball machine keeps moving along. It keeps getting uh, worse and worse. And today is just like, oh, my God, here go another one, Atlantic, and this one, and that one, and that one. Uh, and, and in this case, we hear that Mike Pence told the RNC during the entire Access Hollywood fracas last year with the, the accusation, the pussy-grabbing right. thing and everything, Mike Pence went to the RNC and, and, according to The Atlantic, said he'd replace Trump after that, that tape had come out, that he would be happy uh -huh. to take over as the nominee for the Republican Party for president <laughs> right. uh, should they decide to remove Trump. And then the extra dimension to that is that the RNC actually attempted to pay Trump off to leave the race. Wow. And in addition wow. to that, take a guess. I'm going to see if you can guess the amount of money that Trump demanded in order to leave the race. Buzz, oh, I you... couldn't begin. It, it's a, it's a, it, it's again, it's a cartoon villain. It's a comic book villain amount, isn't it? It's a number. Yes. It's a number that that's high. It's yeah. higher. Is it higher than Doctor Evil? Well, <laughs> yes, it's higher than the, the Doctor Evil's initial demand for money, uh -huh. which was okay. one million dollars. So it's it's more than one million dollars. One million dollars. So we're gonna go with uh, here's yes. the actual here's the actual right. retail price. It sounds like the price is right. Here's the actual retail price of Donald Trump's demand to leave the race last year uh -huh. was eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Eight eight hundred million dollars he wanted, which to me uh, would actually end up paying off not only his own loans to Deutsche Bank, but also Jared right. Kushner's loan to Deutsche Bank. So how convenient, how convenient as Doctor Evil would say. Yeah, interesting yeah. number. You combine uh, uh, Trump's loans here; he's got three hundred million owed to Deutsche Bank, another one hundred seventy million dollar loan to that for that hotel. Uh, that's uh, three hundred or four hundred seventy million dollars just on those two loans alone. And then you've got Jared Kushner's loan of uh, $285 million. Boy, that would have covered everything. But, of course, the RNC was like, are you, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah, that he is... wanted the, the better part of a billion dollars then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. This is the the RNC. Reince Priebus sat there and just <laughs> laughed like Robert De Niro in, uh, in Cape Fear. Just, no, yeah. $800 million. Are you kidding? What? No, no. Well, you know, uh, there's there. I'd like to see my president. That's easily arranged. He's in the next cell. Uh, I, you know, I, I think Reince Priebus is is going to be on that bus. Uh, yeah. I, he was part of a uh, part of the transition team, uh, the leadership of the transition team, yeah. right there along with Pence and, and mm-hmm. the others. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Meanwhile, McFarlane. W- yeah, w- right. Oh, and KT McFarlane. You know, with the longest time about KT McFarlane. For some reason, they, the B-roll that they show on Rachel Maddow all the time of Mike yeah. Flynn standing in the Oval Office, I guess being sworn in, there, there's always been a woman standing next to Mike Flynn or just immediately right. behind him. I always thought that was Mike Flynn's wife. And ah, it, no, his assistant. Yeah. It was, no, it was, yeah, it was KT McFarland standing right behind right. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's KT McFarland. Okay, she's the... Uh, Deputy, well, she was the na- deputy national security advisor under Flynn at the time. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Karen, Karen Pence, Mike Pence's uh-huh. uh, wife, and and yeah. we'll we'll leave with this right before we go to break here. <laughs> Karen Pence said that she finds this is according to the Atlantic article that she finds Donald Trump to be reprehensible and just totally vile. That's an exact quote from the Atlantic wow. piece. She finds Not him surprised. reprehensible, yeah, and totally vile. Uh, they thought they were going to be able to get him to drop out before the second debate, uh, a former campaign aide said about the RNC. Little did they know, this aide said, Trump has no shame. Right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's an obvious bit of news that uh, it's nice to have a confirmation on, uh, to see that other people besides us are noticing this. Sometimes I wonder. I mean, sometimes I wonder if... Uh, if it makes it through, if the actual people inside the White House are all going, and it seems like they probably are. It makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, you know, they've been talking about uh, the possibility of a government shutdown coming up. Right, right. There will be uh, a wide array of West Wing staffers in the Trump administration who will have to go home, who cannot be at work in a government shutdown. True. That what should be really fascinating is to see what happens with Donald Trump and his staff in the midst of a government shutdown when there's no really no one to at least try to control him. Higher level folks will still be there, but you're right; they can't afford to be missing anyone in a time they're already in chaos over this Russia thing. Well, here's the good news. Here's the good news. The holidays yes. are uh, on the way. Uh, the bad news is that gift giving is hard, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and for that, I've got the best solution, and it's Omaha Steaks. Um, uh. I did this uh, a few years ago, and I, and I tell the story all the time. It's just one of these uh, A-plus story, A-plus customer service stories with Omaha Steaks. I sent a, a steak pack 
to uh, a big uh, uh, cooled uh, styrofoam package of uh, mm-hmm. Omaha steaks to a business right. colleague of mine in, in New York City. Good move. And, and he had already left for the holidays, so those um. those steaks ended up sitting on his assistant's desk throughout the holidays and ended up, of course, spoiling. And, and oh, so no. sent me an email after New Year's and said, oh, yeah, Bob, thanks for the steaks uh, from Omaha Steaks. I, I can't use these. They're, they're spoiled. They sat on my assistant's desk throughout the entire holidays. Oh, so I, I, I called Omaha Steaks and I said, hey, listen, can you send this guy another batch of steaks? I'll pay for them. And, and Omaha Steaks said, no, we'll just send them for free. We'll send you oh, wow. a, a whole new order of the well, the exact same order that originally originally purchased for my uh, business colleague, they sent those the same damn thing right back to him, and he had all of his steaks fresh on his, the doorstep of his office, uh, waiting for him two days later. It was a fantastic. They are awesome. Yeah. They're yeah. Aw- they're awesome that way. I I've been getting tri tip roasts from them lately because those are great, and I give them all the time as Christmas gifts. And right now, because you listen to this show, you can get the family gift pack at a savings of 75% for just $49.99. You get two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, which I love, four caramel apple tartlets, and a packet of Omaha steak seasoning. And again, because you listen to this show, an extra four kielbasa sausages for free and everybody loves free sausage but to get this amazing <laughs> gift at the amazing price of $49.99 to get this 75% discount you have to use my code just type B-O-B-C in the search bar at Omaha Steaks I've had Omaha Steaks meals many times and I've loved them I've gotten compliments on my grill skills thanks to Omaha Steaks they have an extensive menu including premium aged beef pork lamb poultry and seafood but Omaha Steaks also has sauces and seasonings, appetizers, soups, veggies, pasta, and desserts, all made with the highest quality ingredients and 100% guaranteed, and they have over 500 other gourmet gift ideas. Right now, the family gift pack is just $49.99 if you enter the code BOBC in the search bar at omahasteaks.com. Give the best gifts ever with steaks and more from Omaha Steaks. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us today. Um, okay, well, we, t- we were talking about the Atlantic story. Uh, this, by the way, is my nominee for best Beach Boys song of all time. Oh, no doubt about it. This is- <laughs> Just as just as Brian Wilson saying, no doubt about. It. Actually, uh-huh, right. was it wasn't Brian? I don't think it's Brian Wilson singing on this, yeah. is it? I thought it was, but what do uh, I, I know? Was, I thought he got someone else to sing the main vote. I don't know. Oh, I don't could know. Have who, been. Yeah, who the hell knows? knows? If it does, doesn't have to do with Trump right now, it's not stuck in my memory banks. At the, at the <laughs> I know so. that sucks. Oh God, tell me about it. Okay, you know you were talking about uh, waking up uh, in, in a bad mood, seeing uh, more Trump crap on your phone. I had talked yeah. last week about. Having a having an app that alerts me when Trump has done something, uh, and and it goes off all the time, and and I'm not the only one. You and I pay more attention to it or subscribe to those alerts more uh, because that's what we do. Uh, but other people are are bothered by this, you know, in flood of news all the time yep. as well. And uh, yeah, it really it really does get to you. It really does affect your mood. And I too have awakened uh, in the morning to discover some crap on my phone that he's that he's done and it it does it just ruins the whole day and he's been doing that to a lot of people for a very long time and i suggest it's time to stop 
Yeah, I mean that would be a great idea. I I wish I could quit him. I, I just, no, I well maybe maybe he's the problem, Bob. Oh, maybe there you go. I see. Maybe maybe you see if he wasn't in the presidential picture, yeah. that would help. Well, that's I mean I found myself uh, saying the same thing I've been saying for mm. a couple of years now at least, which is that. Every day that he is president, it is creating damage to the system, it is creating damage to the discourse, it is creating damage to institutions that we rely on for the steady uh, uh, progress of the United States of America. It's just one goddamn thing after another. And, and it's hurting people. It's hurting it's America. actually yeah. hurting American lives, mm -hmm. just as the Republican tax bill will, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's cruel and unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I really can't believe I'm witnessing this. That is a great word to use, Buzz, uh, cruel. I mean, I, I used oh, that yeah. word uh, in an article I wrote in the Daily Banter yesterday. It's it, mm -hmm. Donald Trump seems to operate on cruel whimsy. It sure. is like he thinks that he is using or that he can use his presidential powers, and I guess there's nothing constitutionally to stop him. But he's using his presidential powers to punish people. It's not just legislating to make America great again, whatever the fuck he says. This is about using his uh, executive orders, his executive power to punish the people who don't like him for the reason not oh, yeah. liking him. You don't exactly. You, yeah, you I mean, he probably goes through his mentions every day and says. I'm going to punish those people. I'm going to punish those people. And why do they see what I do to the national parks and what I see what I do with my own private security firm? This is actually this is the latest thing. We might as well talk about this at this point because this was chilling to read. And if it's true, again, remember the story I'm about to tell you about comes from the Intercept, which is potentially dubious, but I I kind of. Even though I don't like Jeremy Scahill as a guy, as a reporter, Jeremy Scahill has done fantastic work. And his latest article in The Intercept, it's uh, the headline is Trump White House weighing plans for private spies to counter yes, no. deep state enemies. God damn it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Does this sound familiar, uh, Buzz? This is from uh, yes. ring uh, similar to uh, some of the operations engaged by uh, one of our former colleagues named... <laughs> Gordon Liddy, <laughs> right, right. This is this is part of the the dirty tricks of of the Nixon administration. Very typical of that, and yeah. and uh, like uh, the Nixon administration, again, not surprising. The new legal approach uh, by Trump's lawyers that uh, one uh, collusion is not a crime, and two that the president of the United States. Uh, it is not possible for a president to commit obstruction of justice. And and that, that was Nixon's whole stance. So between the enemies lists and, and the, and the dirty tricks and, uh, and the position that the president is above the law, uh, this is, it's beginning to look a lot like Nixon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's this, uh, here's the lead from this piece. Trump administration is considering a set of proposals developed by Blackwater founder, Eric Prince. Oh boy. What could go, what could possibly go wrong with uh, Eric Prince? Uh, and a retired CIA officer with, with assistance from Oliver North. Yeah, oh yeah. A key figure in the Iran-Contra scandal to provide CIA Director Mike Pompeo in the White House with a global private spy network that would circumvent official U.S. intelligence agencies. According to several current and former U.S. intelligence officials and others familiar with the proposals, the sources say... The plans have been pitched to the White House as a means of countering, quote-unquote, deep state enemies. 
in the intelligence community seeking to undermine Donald Trump's presidency. Now, you really have to wonder when you read something like this, whether or not anyone in the White House has ever cracked a history book, has has ever looked at the Watergate entry for Wikipedia or the Iran-Contra entry in Wikipedia, where Oliver North is a key figure in Watergate, where... Uh, you know, Nixon hired a team of former intelligence officials and called them White House plumbers because they would repair. Le- he basically Nixon assembled his own elite team of intelligence operatives to go around blackmailing and and obstructing and and uh, engaging in, in covert operations against Nixon's enemies, including Daniel Ellsberg and Daniel mm-hmm. Ellsberg's psychologist. Crazy right, enough. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, G. Gordon Liddy at one point uh, wanted to bomb the uh, Brookings Institute and make it seem like terrorism. Uh, I mean, just one thing after <laughs> another leading up to obviously Watergate. He was, he was doing it. He was doing it for America, Bob. That's right. That's exactly right. It was. Uh, and of course, Liddy was the chief architect of the Watergate break-in. He was the guy right. who said we should go in and we should bug the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate uh, office complex. And and there the rest was history. And it seems like the, the Trump people just simply don't know. I mean, it goes back to, no. I mean, everything from the Saturday Night Massacre, which Trump has engaged in at least a handful of Saturday Night Massacres <laughs> so right. far. And there's probably more to come, including potentially Robert Mueller himself. Uh, you know, you, you got to wonder, do they even have a sense of... no? Jeepers! I mean, People are going to look this up in the history books and say we're we're making all kinds of mistakes. This is a dumb thing to do because everyone who's engaged in similar activities has been caught, disgraced, and driven from office. Yeah, there are a few people left in the executive branch who uh, do understand that context. I think your first uh, mistake, if I may call it that, would be uh, asking if they've ever cracked a history book. I think you can drop the word history, <laughs> I, you know, I, you just because and 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 uh, cons- judging from the chaos when this administration began, uh, in spite of the prep opportunities they were given, uh, it was suddenly staffed or more honestly understaffed by people who had never worked in government. Uh, Trump had never even been a candidate before, not for yeah. mayor, not for dog catcher. And certainly not for president. Uh, the, none of them literally knew what they were doing when they entered the Oval Office, uh, and uh, so and that that resulted in chaos there. Trump and and uh, a number of his key people are unaware of government, unaware of history, yeah. unaware of geography and politics and science. Uh, it's better, I think. I you know I know the segment of the voting public thinks of them as elites. Uh, I think uh, educated people maybe are the way to go. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, you really, you look back at prior administrations. I mean, yesterday I was looking through old George W. Bush quotes about the national parks, for God's sake, and going, right. wow, that's that's a really smart thing to say. And I'm realizing, holy crap, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm actually thinking favorably about things that George W. Bush said. Wow, that's smart. What, what a smart way to frame <laughs> protecting the national park, because this guy, this guy we have as president now, who, again, behaves on cruel whimsy. I mean, that mm-hmm. drives, seems to be as if that drives every decision he makes. How can I fuck over everybody except me? Wrong. And, yeah, the people, the people at school who don't like me. This is, cruelty, yeah. is the, 
Cruelty is the bully's tool. Mm-hmm. That's that's that cruelty is the bully's tool. And and you're exactly right. It's uh, in his case and in the case of all bullies, it's born out of a feeling that you don't like him, that you're better than him. And so to combat that feeling of inferiority or uh, to fight back against uh, what he feels is a lack of love and respect, uh, he uses that tool of cruelty yep. uh, to lash out. And and, and the, the more cornered he gets, the worse it will get. We knew this was coming. I and others predicted it. Uh, and and we're seeing it come to pass in the new chaos that we're seeing now in the White House. Yeah, you know, I always thought that, you know, you put politics aside, you put ideology aside, and, and pretty much everyone, at least uh, in our American context, in the way we look at events and situations, even whether, whether it's in the national news or whether it's in our own personal lives, that, that we can uh, determine what is cruel and wrong and immoral and unethical and what is not. This is something, these are qualities that I think supersede and rise above political shovel fights that we can all recognize what's, yeah, I mean, but I I, I know that Trump knows, Uh uh, but what I wonder is, there are a lot of people, I mean, 62 million, maybe uh, almost 63 million people voted for Donald Trump last year. A good mm. portion of them still support Donald Trump. Do they not recognize that this behavior, politics aside, that this is bad behavior? Would they allow mm. Trump-style behavior uh, from their doctor or from their kids' teachers and principals and, oh, and no. Uh, no. school counselors and things like that? Would they allow this from their kids' soccer coach or something? This kind well, of- maybe. It depends on the situation. <laughs> and, I, and I really, no, seriously, I, I really think that's what it's about. Yeah. They they know uh, what Donald Trump is doing, and frankly, they may uh, either privately or among their friends uh, discuss the fact that they don't like uh, Trump's tweets or whatever it is that may make them uncomfortable. But it doesn't matter to them because he's doing precisely what they elected him to do, and that was go in and turn over some furniture. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah. That's really what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted a guy not from politics, but uh, as they presumed business, uh, which, as we say, we've since learned, is is not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they wanted complete. They wanted different. They wanted completely different. And yeah. the same goes for education. It's one of the reasons they have rejected intellectuals and intellectualism from government mm-hmm. uh, because they didn't like the way that was going for them. So they've elected people for change, even though that change involved electing uneducated, uninformed people yeah i mean but it's like saying and and i'm I'm not arguing with your point your point is spot on but what i'm saying is i mean say they go you know you're a trump supporter and you go Mm -hmm. to your doctor and your doctor says uh, you know that mm-hmm. uh, that thing there on your shoulder. You might want to get that uh, uh, looked at. We're going to send you for some uh, for a CAT scan, and you can have mm-hmm. that checked out. And you, as a Trump voter and patient of this doctor, goes, "Hey, you know what? Screw you! I'm going to go and have myself evaluated by Doctor Nick Riviera from The Simpsons." Hi, everybody! That guy, and 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 everything's going to be great again. And, and that's just dumb. It's like you. I you know I don't like what you have to say, Doc. I'm going to go to that unlicensed quack who's operating out of a tent in an alley behind the building. We'll see what he has to say. It, this is it's crazy. Funny. It's funny you should mention that because I was just reading about a new study that says that if uh, 
a doctor gives advice to a patient and the patient doesn't like that advice, they will disregard it if it's a younger doctor. Hmm. So, yes, Bob, in some cases they will disregard <laughs> the doctor. If it isn't, and this is what it gets down to, and we keep coming back to this, it's what they want or don't want to hear. Yeah. It's all about what they want to hear, what they want to believe, what they don't want to hear, what they don't want to believe, reality be damned. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there's some sort of national psychosis that drove yes. them to that point. Because, again, you know, you, if you want a second opinion on a diagnosis, you go to another qualified physician. You don't go to some unlicensed quack in a back alley. To and shake that's things what, up, you know. Yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> exactly, to shake things up. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I've heard it time <laughs> and time again. We're going to bring uh -huh. in this guy. He's going to shake up Washington. But right. it, it doesn't, no, no, in order to shake up the system you want a technocrat who is at they, least familiar with the system to some extent they don't they i they mean and, and the ones who are still hanging on to trump don't uh the ones who voted for trump didn't at the time some of them i think have reformed since uh, election day yeah uh that that okay maybe that wasn't such a good idea i tried to warn people before the election don't vote with your anger. Right. Anger. You you make the worst decisions when you're angry. You don't make good decisions when you're angry. And there's right. never been clearer proof of that than re the results of this election. Oh yeah. Uh, d despite the popular vote. All right. Well, I want to talk about uh, Trump's decision. Speaking of cruel whimsy, I want to talk about <laughs> Trump's uh, decision on the uh, the national monuments, Bears Ears and Grand Staircase yes. Escalante National Monuments. It's just a horrible, horrible decision. We're going to talk about that right after this last break. Back with more show after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for supporting the show at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. You can support our uh, podcast here by going to BobSeska.com and clicking the all caps Patreon link. And uh, subscribe to all kinds of good stuff, all kinds of good uh, bonus materials here to go along with the show, commercial-free version of this show. You can get the post-mortem show, you can get the after-party, all that stuff by supporting the show at Patreon.com. And, uh, oh, what else? Oh, my God. You know what we did? We brought back the Amazon link. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> welcome I, back. Yeah, welcome back. And it wasn't because they reinstated us or anything like that. I just signed up for a new uh, associate's account. I'm not going to say why you should go and and mm -hmm. shop through the amazon link but i will tell you that it is back there 
and that you can go shopping if you click on that link it'll take you right to the front page of amazon.com and you go you can go shopping as normal buy whatever the hell you want for the holidays or for yourself or whatever reason you've decided to go shopping and uh and uh, and thank you for doing that yeah that's, if that's you see if you see an amazon if you see an amazon link on bob's page uh it's just a coincidence and uh you know if you want to use it fine if you don't uh you know it's your decision really well i explained it on the after party i said you know i really wanted to stick and we still have the target link and the ebay links up there but right you know i i really was hoping that those two links would make up for the absence of the amazon link and and it just turns out that you enjoy shopping at amazon uh more than those other places and that's that's fine all well and good and so that's what I've done. I've brought back that link. And besides, you know, it just became obvious to me that uh, uh, that taking on a corporate behemoth like that was probably not uh, going to be a winnable fight. <laughs> we <laughs> admire you. We admire you for attempting that. We do. And and you should. You should. Everyone should speak up. And that's, oh, man, speaking of having balls, how about that John Oliver? <laughs> oh, my did God. You, did you see that video? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, it knocked, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Hollywood mouths are still hanging open at this point. I just really wish that had been Roy Moore sitting there on stage with him and other than just uh, yeah, Dustin Hoffman yeah, because he really yeah. he really Dustin Hoffman was not going to let uh, or uh, John Oliver was not going to let Dustin Hoffman off that stage until he gave a straight answer on the allegations against him and he kept trying to explain and equivocate away and you know what it was pretty much the response that I expected to hear cuz I don't think I don't think guys like Dustin Hoffman are too up on what the expectations are these days with regard uh-huh. to what you are supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do when you've been accused of sexual impropriety the way he has. And so I don't think he quite understands the popular zeitgeist these days when it comes to uh, responding to those allegations. And that's why right. <laughs> that's why John Oliver's wanted to pin him down and say, listen, I'm going to get you to to say what you need to say to the victim slash victims of your uh of 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 these actions that you took uh, uh years ago and and we're going to talk about this right now whether you like it or not and and dustin Hoffman certainly <laughs> didn't like it and uh and uh and john oliver no. wasn't going to let him off the hook either hoffman says he didn't know it was going to be brought up and they wouldn't have participated <laughs> if he if he had known uh, he was obviously very unhappy, and this goes to, again to John Oliver's balls, doing this in front of a full house, <laughs> doing this in front of, well, uh, by Hoffman's account, a thousand people. It was an auditorium full of people, however many it was, right. uh, there at the Tribeca Film Festival for an annual screening of uh, Wag the Dog. And uh, Oliver was hosting this at the 92nd Avenue, uh, 92nd Street Y, I believe it mm. was. And uh, uh, and he got applause. Oliver got applause at a couple of points yeah. for some of the points he made and questions he asked. But it's also true that Dustin Hoffman kept bringing it up that at one point after after Oliver had confronted Hoffman about this, Oliver moved on or attempted to to move back to the film, back to other topics. And uh, Hoffman kept bringing it up after that. Uh, so it clearly bothered him. And uh, Hollywood has to be shocked to see somebody, anybody, but this guy in particular, John Oliver, taking on this Hollywood legend yeah. uh, so fiercely, so relentlessly. 
And I think it's something not only that John Oliver is curious about and genuinely wanted to get to the bottom of, but I don't think John Oliver would have been permitted to leave the stage had he not challenged Dustin Hoffman, having one of these guys who's in this growing list of people and challenging them point blank when he had the opportunity. I think that do was... Not, do not underestimate the willingness of people to remain silent and not criticize true. John in yeah. much the same way that the, the molesters and, and, and uh, abusers get away with what they do. Uh, you know, it, 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 what John Oliver said, and I think this is probably his motivation. He just couldn't fathom going home that night without having brought it up. He couldn't right. live with himself if he hadn't brought it up. Yeah. And yeah. He said, you know, it's not that I wanted to talk about this. I just knew that I wouldn't rest if I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's just it. And I heard someone um, on, on, uh, well, I didn't hear them. I actually read them on, uh, on Twitter and mm-hmm. I forget who exactly said this. Uh, but uh, they they made a remark along the lines of John Oliver seemed nervous, and he sh- why was he nervous? Well, he sh- sure. sh- should have been nervous. I said, well, you're gonna be when you're taking yeah. on a Hollywood oh, A lister on allegations that are quite serious. Of right. of course you're gonna be a little bit nervous, and of course you're gonna be measured in in how you approach that situation. And I don't blame him at all, and I think no, I, I think he deserves a a huge round of applause for just going there anyway and to and, be that honest to have that courage yeah. to be that honest and i i hope he serves and i think he hopes this too john oliver perhaps hopes and as i do that uh, his actions at this right. at this roundtable discussion will be inspiring to others who will also speak up uh, against and directly to uh sexual abusers yeah yeah and again i I mentioned this on uh on friday's show on friday's after party and it's worth repeating again which is that i really do hope that this uh this movement transcends just Mm -hmm. the most popular men uh whether they're in politics or whether they're in hollywood i hope it's not only them i hope it does transcend down to you know, your average sort of uh, middle management uh, characters in society. Certainly, there are uh, are lots of men who behave badly in uh, places like club scenes and things like that. I, I do hope that this goes deeper, although if it doesn't... Um, it, at least there's the example to be set. You know, here's the standard I, that yeah. we're holding holding men to, and it, uh, and it really does need to bleed out beyond just think- uh, celebrities. I think women in all industries have come to realize that it's finally safe to say something in, in most, but not all cases in, in many situations, uh, it's as challenging to come out with that sort of thing, uh, now as it has always been. And we hope that that changes, but for a lot of women in a lot of industries, I think, uh, Silicon Valley will certainly be a target. We've seen it spread to Broadway. Uh, but, but I think any male dominated industry to be sure, uh, and, uh, there are many of those, I think uh, that uh, we'll begin to see some change. Women will finally feel it's, it's safe and, and perhaps empowering to speak up. Yeah. Uh, one area though, I think where, uh, the punishment has uh, far, far exceeded whatever the hell the crime was, which is the case of Sam Cedar. Uh, podcaster Sam Cedar is also a, uh, a, a, a quite accomplished, you don't know, don't know this, but Sam Cedar is quite an accomplished TV director as well. Uh, and he, uh, he made a joke about Roman Polanski on Twitter a while back, and the alt-right guy, uh, Mike Cernovich, 
mm-hmm. Latchdaw found that tweet and reported Sam Cedar to uh, the overlords at MSNBC and said, hey, look at look at this terrible uh, anti-gay joke that uh, Sam Cedar has made. Or I think it was a, a rape joke or something to that effect, but it mm. wasn't. It really wasn't. It was a it was a remark on the situation. Regardless, MSNBC has suspended Sam Cedar. Uh, or actually, no, they haven't just suspended him. They've actually canceled his contract yeah. as a political right. analyst on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. And I think that was an extreme overreaction. I think they took the joke literally. They didn't realize that it was uh, satirical in tone. Uh, or sar- I, I think for a joke, and- yeah, for a joke that's not part of a pattern of behavior, yeah. uh, I, that, that, that seems extreme and, and an overreaction uh, indicative of the times we're in. Uh, and also indicative of how stupid networking executives can be. Right. But, uh, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it perhaps was a poor choice, although Sam Cedar, I know for a fact, is not the first to have made a Roman Polanski joke. <laughs> no, certainly not. Certainly not. But I, I certainly think that MSNBC uh, uh, way overreacted to this. And I imagine, given the uh, public outcry at this point, uh, because everyone's coming forward saying, you know what, look, MSNBC, you really screwed this one up. Uh, bring him back. And I think at some point soon, maybe before the end of the week, he'll be uh, reinstated over there. It's, but- been a, it's been a rough year for NBC News between uh, Billy Bush, you know, who spoke out this week, finally, yeah. and uh, and Matt Lauer more recently. Mark Halperin. Uh, Right, uh, yeah. that was that was he was with ABC, I think. Oh yeah, but, but he's a yeah. he was a regular on Morning Joe. Oh, so, was he there also? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right, yeah. So that was uh, another uh, another NBC issue. So uh-huh. we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens with Sam. But wow. meanwhile, got to talk about this decision on the the national monuments that Trump yes. made. And you know, on one hand, I hate to do it this way. I hate to do it on one hand, on the other hand. But on mm-hmm. one hand. He was given a list. Uh, Zinke and Trump were basically put together a list of, I don't know what it was, 27 different national monuments that were uh, de- declared, declared by yeah mm-hmm. by uh, all three of the last three presidents, uh, right. uh, Clinton, Bush, and, and Obama. Right. And, and it's possible that they could have just rescinded all of those national monument declarations. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, again, a national monument is declared uh, by the president unilaterally through the uh, Antiquities Act and the powers therein. Uh, no congressional approval is required to set aside a tract of land as a national monument, although you do have to justify it for some reason, some sort of historical, geological, right. tribal significance, some sort of scenic There's beauty there. Plenty of that. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, both of these national monuments have abundant of uh, of scenic beauty and certainly tribal history and uh, dinosaur pe- bones and dinosaur. Uh, American history. It's uh, there's quite a lot there. Yeah, petroglyphs and all sorts of things uh, there to beauty. to see and to be preserved. And and of course Trump. Like again, we go back to Trump knows nothing about history because what he did is he stood out there in Utah in front of uh, a bunch of states' rights people and said. Basically all the same things that every enemy of the national parks has ever said throughout the last 150 years. It is, it was like a menu. It's like he went through all of the previous speeches of every despot who tried to roll back the national parks, who tried to threaten the national parks, undermine the national parks. And he borrowed all of their goddamn talking points in in the process of justifying the fact that he's uh, he's shrunken these two national monuments, uh, one uh, one created by Barack Obama, the other created by uh, Bill, Clinton. Bill Clinton, 
Yeah, Bears Ears National Monument has been shrunken by 84% from 1.4 million acres down to 220,000 acres. That seems reasonable. Yeah, totally. Uh, And meanwhile, the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument has been reduced in size by nearly 50%. This is a a national monument that's been around for more than uh, almost 25 years, for God's sake. And and Trump has decided, hey, we're going to shrink this down. Why is he doing this? You know what? On one hand, yeah, it is. It's a big wet tongue kiss to the fossil fuel industry and to ranchers mm. like Clive and Bundy. This is all about mm. this and is the a, mine and the mining industry. There'll be, you know, if you think those uh, monuments are beautiful now, wait till you see them with uh, bulldozers <laughs> and oil wells on them. Uh, <laughs> uh, bring the kids. Hey, yeah, exactly. A giant <laughs> vulgar casino right there where the uh, right. petroglyphs used to be. Uh, you know, it's just this is again, it is it is practical for Trump's buddies. That's what that choice is all about. But then there's another layer that makes it especially uh, juicy for Trump himself. Yeah. And that is, again, yeah. the, the cruel whimsy. I get yeah. to piss off the left. And you know what? Mm-hmm. What's so insane about this, among many other things, is the fact that, uh, you know, I thought conservatives, I thought Republicans enjoyed going to the national parks and pre- preserving the national parks, too. I, I always kind of thought that the national parks were a, a a bipartisan center of enjoyment that we all we all yeah. uh, 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 well recognize maybe for, maybe for civilians but if you're a republican lawmaker and you have to choose between uh, say a donation from an oil company and taking your family on a road trip yeah. uh, i think you're probably going to go with the oil money <laughs> right right well you know i think obviously there are many many uh business forces but many fiscal yes. forces who have lined up over the years against the national parks because of course oh, yeah. that's beautiful land and they want to exploit it uh, with resorts and and track housing and and so on in the case of trump casinos and whatever the hell else sure uh b- but you know you always thought that well you know for the most part because if you look at the list of uh of national parks created by the past uh several presidents i mean ronald reagan added 18 parks during his two terms bush 41 added 14 parks uh-huh. bill clinton 19 parks uh bush 43 added seven uh including making uh what i thought was a pretty wonderful speech at the dedication of one of the the national monuments that he uh designated right. Right. um where, where he said god what i i tweeted and, it. and i, I, I believe he, i believe he was sincere in those remarks as well uh, yeah i mean it was one of those things where i, I was kind of shocked that i <laughs> that these were words spoken by george w bush and, and that i was favorably quoting him uh on on twitter i'm trying to find the quote here here it is my administration will make a major investment in our national parks to preserve the legacy of protection for future generations we will spend five billion dollars over five years to clean up the backlog and maintenance and make our parks more inviting and acceptable to all citizens that was george w bush on may 30th 2001 so wait, Bob, you didn't finish your tally. Uh, how many t- parks has Trump created? Uh, that'd be zero. That, that'd and, be exactly and, none. And, and, and how much money has he spent on uh, maintaining the parks? That'd be uh, also zero. That'd yeah, be zero. In fact, in, fact, in fact, he's proposed cuts in that. Right? Yeah, he's proposed yeah. shrinking these uh, two national monuments. So on one hand, it could have been a lot worse. Trump could have said, you know what? Every national monument designated by Barack Obama, no more. We're done. 
We're done. We're going home. We're not, we're not going to protect those lands anymore. And, and one of the things that he doesn't understand is that the national parks, whether they're national monuments, national battlefield parks, national forests, et cetera, and, and legitimate full-blown national parks, what he doesn't understand is that the government doesn't own this land. This land is owned by the people. This is set aside for the American people. Um, it is noteworthy. I think, uh, God, I want to say it was John Muir who said this, but it was probably Teddy. It was Teddy Roosevelt who said the national parks are noteworthy in their essential democracy. These are places uh-huh. where you can go and you can use this land, whether you're a, 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 a garbage man or you're mm-hmm. Donald Trump. It doesn't matter what right. your socioeconomic status is. doesn't right. matter what your political party is. You can go and visit the parks anytime you want. That is as much yours as it is the wealthy elite and the government the government is tasked solely with being the steward of this land and it is put it is placed in trust for the enjoyment of the american people and trump of course in his remarks yesterday in utah as he's shrinking these national monuments for the first time in modern history right is to say, uh, you know, is to do the twisted Orwellian, I'm giving it back to the people because no one knows how better to use this land than the people. And then, yeah, yeah. Then, then the people who want to rape that land. And when are we, <laughs> yeah. when are we going to finish raping Native Americans? When is our assault, our continue? You know, and obviously it's been uh, the assault on Native Americans has been increased since Donald Trump took office. Yeah. Uh, when really things should be going the other way. Uh, it's it's just unbelievable. And yes, it is the government's responsibility to preserve those lands and to protect the air and the water and the plants and the animals uh, and the, the mineral formations on those lands uh, and, and instead of exploiting them for oil and gas and uranium and whatever, platinum, whatever else they're going yeah. to dig out of the ground there. Well, the good news is that uh, there's nothing necessarily in the Antiquities Act saying that a president can actually rescind a prior president's designation of a national monument. <laughs> so it is unlikely that this will stand up in court. And in fact, good. the good. Patagonia company, which makes uh, outerwear, like sportswear, outdoorswear, right. parkas right. and things like that, they are suing uh, Donald Trump. Uh, uh, on the grounds that he has illegally reduced the size of these national yeah. monuments. And this is uh, this is fantastic news. Yvonne Chunard, founder and CEO of the outdoor gear maker Patagonia, told CNN's Bill Weir that he's going to help fight against Trump and his his evil government. This guy is not happy about this thing. He said, uh, we're losing this planet and we have an evil government and not just the federal <laughs> government, but wacko politicians out of Utah and uh, and other places. I mean, it's another evil. guy with balls. This is great. That's right. It's evil, he said, and I'm not going to stand back and just let evil win. He's going to be yeah. part of a larger coalition, including the Navajo Nation, that vowed to challenges to challenge Trump's decision in court. I think it's a shame that only four percent of American lands are national parks. Costa Rica's got ten percent. These are all great points. Chile, Chile will now have more parks than the United States, and the United States sure. in- invented. The idea of the national parks. <laughs> that is something that we created. I mean, it was, uh, you know, basically the subtitle of the uh, Ken Burns documentary series about the national parks. I'm well, gonna... at least we didn't get our leadership and anything else taken away. That's right. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, we did. <laughs> 
it's America's best idea, and Trump is undermining America's best idea. That is, yeah, that is uh, how far down the road of sinister abuse of the system, sinister abuse of the Constitution, sinister abuse of decency and decorum in the office of the presidency. Every horrendous thing you could possibly think of, Trump is responsible for. <laughs> cruel whimsy. Yeah, cruel whimsy. That's what it's all about. Jesus God. All right. I was talking before about Patreon. For God's sake, here's what you can do if you want to support the show. Go to bobsuska.com. Beneath the logo, you'll see the all caps Patreon link right there. It'll take you right to our Patreon page where you can subscribe at $1 a month. That's great. We love you. If you if, God, if everyone listening right now, if everyone listening right now subscribe for $1 a month, we'd have all the money we need to run this show. Uh, but if you sign up at that level, or we'll thank you for the, the rest of, uh, of time and existence. If you sign up at $5 a month, you get the post-mortem show, two of those every week. If you sign up at $10 a month, you get two post-mortem shows and the after party. If you sign up at $15 a month, you get all that stuff, plus a commercial-free version of our free show that bleeds seamlessly right into the uh, post-mortem show. It's one big convenient package for your listening pleasure. Okay. While you're listening to podcasts, be sure to uh, subscribe to Buzz Burbank News and comment on iTunes. It's the best hour of news you're going to hear all damn week. Thank you, Bob. Uh, you can also hear it at Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, BuzzBurbank.com, and RealmNetwork.com. That's R-E-L-M Network.com. And plus, I do a commentary. I don't know if I've talked about that a whole lot on the show, but I, I do a commentary every week for your news and comment. Yeah, you should come hear what Bob has to say over on my program. <laughs> it's kind of similar to what I say here, too, but it's a lot more compact. It's neatly typed. I cut to the chase more quickly. All right, the uh, post-mortem show is coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye.